All right. I just wanted to say to the inventor of the number zero, thanks for nothing, buddy. Okay. Testing, testing. Okay, here we go. Clink, clink. Okay, live at Carmelitos. We are talking about how we coexist as a couple. And I'm going to tell you this. When you and I are out, we are always talking, aren't we? We're always what? Talk. Yeah. Talk, you know, like in-depth, into in-depth conversation. Usually. Right. So what what's so abnormal about that? I didn't... Oh, I didn't present it as abnormal. Oh. I, I think it's a sign of people that coexist uh, successfully because there's always going to be like, okay, <clears throat> to gain momentum in any situation, to gain leverage in, or, or to gain uh, uh, success a lot of times, the situation has to kind of, <clears throat> you know, uh, a certain amount of friction has to exist, correct? Okay. So, for, for example, like <clears throat> the rock at the base of the cliff that has the, the drip of water, like a tiny water, a waterfall, or just a, it's going to slowly, that over time, the, the, the friction from that water is going to shape that rock into something right. beautiful, right? But you can't get it without, you don't get diamonds without charcoal, the fr- friction and pressure. So, that's, I think, where successful coexisting lies is counterpoints people that people that counter each other right not 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 by design but just as a matter because it gives you stuff to talk about and refine your ideas and and, yeah. and be soundboards for each other right okay but the people that just sit there and they don't do anything they're the same people they might as well have married themselves you know what i'm saying because they got nothing to talk about because they share the same uh ideas uh, aspirations, goals, outlook, political aspiration, you know. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. We will dance all around the sombrero. Tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Is that how it goes? We will dance all around the sombrero. The jingling of tambourines, the clicking of castanets, the jingling of tambourines. How do you know this? I don't even know that, and I'm Hispanic. You're not Hispanic. You're fake. Yeah, because I really want to lie about being that. You're Lithuanian. What do you say <laughs> random stuff like that for? <clears throat> so, anyway, that's my theory on cohesive. Uh, you know, like my 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 folks are like kind of opposites too, you know? really. My dad's on the conservative side, my mom's the liberal, right? She's very reserved and, you know, like, uh, you know, in her own way, she's just very, uh, I don't know, stoic. I don't know. My dad's just loud and obnoxious and, you know, so it's like this weird complimentary. And I'm not saying that's the key because there's a lot of situations like that that don't work out, you know? Right. There's many facets to, like, relationships, you know? There's people that just... These people that just marry that person that is just like a, uh, just an asset to them. Like, just because they have to get married or they, you know, they need to be married. I'm, I'm married. I need to, you know, and, but, you know, it's like. I mean, you felt like that at one point. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking like, uh, 
I mean, look at like, look at like, Trump's wife. Like she doesn't like him. That's a that's like a that's like a visual piece. You know what I'm saying? How do you know? Because she's an ex-model, and he had to have the best. They have nothing to talk about. You know? They don't, we, don't, we don't know that. You can... I mean... I don't know. I mean, judging off body language, I don't... I, that's just a guess, but look at a body language. You can just... I mean, the way she's always like, trying to like, get out of his hand and stuff, you know? He'd like, try to grab her hand, like coming off the helicopter. Yeah, that happened one time. I mean, you can just tell. like She's just that trophy wife, right? And he's like, oh, isn't she great? But they've got nothing to talk about. So there's that dynamic. And there's the other, and there's a reverse set, the female that owns the guy, right? The guy just has no, like, you know, there's just guys that just will take the back seat because they maybe felt fortunate just to be in that position, right? So they're just going to, like, knuckle under to whatever his wife says, right? Because it's like... Well, that's sad, too. Yeah, so there's many, many versions. But the real successful ones are the ones that keep themselves... They both keep themselves kind of guessing a little, right? I mean, there's, there's an initial attraction. There's, a, there's always a physical. There has to be, a, in any good relationship, there has to be a good right. physical connection to begin with. But that usually kind of like, you know, those are just the motor neurons and the electrons that are firing. And then, and then that stuff kind of has a half-life of about, you know, a couple years. And then it's just like, and then you settle in and you, you just, you know, you make, you make what you want from that point on. But, but what's left is the dynamic. Yeah. yeah, you try to mold me sometimes, though. I know. And yeah. I don't like that because well, I was, I was, I've been molded like that before, and I didn't like it. And I, well, I fucked. I don't. I mean, like I know you really want me to be a certain way, and it's not gonna happen. Well, I just yeah, you just don't need to be shouting about like. <laughs> are there's is this movie about gay people? Well, if it's against my beliefs and I don't want to watch it, why is that a problem? Because that really just sounds bad. Like, I mean, you can take it as however you want it. I'm, it still means people, the same gay thing. Gay people are human beings, you know? I didn't say they weren't. No, now no. you're trying to put words in my mouth. No, I never said that. Well, you, you just kind of went off I don't want to really watch it. Watch <laughs> stuff like that. I just don't. Well, nobody re- No, I'm just... You know. I mean, it'd be like, is this Brokeback Mountain? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up for Brokeback Mountain at this point. Yeah, I'm just not. It's okay. It's like, it's like, I don't know. Anyway, it just sounds. No, you're trying to mold me to. No. Yeah, because. Just accept, you know, just. You ex- want me to say. No. Is this go against my beliefs? Because I really don't want to watch this. No, You'd no. You'd rather me say that than say, is this about gay people? Because that's so offensive. It's well, it's just, it's really gonna. It's just dark. You can't mold me into what you want, though. Stop trying to do that. I'm just, I'm just giving an opinion. I'm not saying you should do it this way. I mean, you do in no uncertain terms. In certain terms, I didn't say how you should feel about that. But you made a point to tell me today that oh, I don't like the. I like it when you're bubbly and like you just you're happy and. Because happiness translates to good stuff, and it, it affects other people around you. But negativity also does that as well. And when you, if I'm just laying in the comfort of my own bed, though, in my own room, I I can say what I want to say. That's the thing. You and us to try to parent me all the time, and it's so annoying. You guys are so bad at that, and I never get to sit and tell you. But you guys just it's over over sometimes. It makes me unhappy. 
sweet though. Makes me I know you're accepting of people, even though when you say, because you were drinking that night when you said that. So I know you're accepting of people. That's all I'm, that's all I'm, yes, John, that's all I'm I mean, concerned. Edgar used to come over all the time, and he's gay, and I never treated him any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but do I want to sit for two hours and watch something about it? No, I don't. No, no, is that it? Okay. You get on the tape. Yeah. And that's what I meant by it. I just, more importantly, I was reflecting on that positive, that positive, bubbliness that you had when you were waving to me like a maniac from the car when you drove by me. Because I saw you. I know, that's the best. I love that. That's what I like. (laughs) Why is this street so full of yoga studios and fortune-telling mediums and potlucks? So anyway. So, the inspiration for this whole thing was about odd pairings, right? So, so I looked up odd pairings of food yesterday. And supposedly peanut butter and beef go well together. Peanut butter and beef? Yeah. And chocolate and avocado. No, I don't believe that. According to this article, fries and milkshakes yeah, I see fries and milkshake. Chicken and Coca-Cola. Banana and bacon. No. Banana wrapped bacon. I'd eat that all day. You just never think about it. Because when do you have a banana and a bacon in the same room? Very rarely. Strawberries and balsamic vinegar. Chili and chocolate. Yeah. Of course, mole. Have you, have, have you ever heard of chocolate mole? Yeah. Isn't that basically chili and chocolate? I mean, that's different. Uh, mango and shrimp paste. Mmm, <laughs> shrimp paste. Apple pie and cheddar, that's pretty straightforward. What is it? Apple pie and cheddar. Yeah, I know. It's a Midwest thing, like they put cheese on top of their apple pie. A slice of cheese, weird, huh? Midwest is weird if it existed. <laughs> See, that's why we don't agree on stuff. Oh, you think the Midwest exists? All right, what, sheeple. What, All right, sheeple. What, what changed your mind thinking that it doesn't? The Midwest? Don't believe those lies. All right. Hot sauce and ice cream. What? And finally... From the ballad of Ricky Bobby, cocaine and waffles. You say cocaine? Yeah. And waffles. I just thought it would be an interesting. Uh, None of that sounds good. No, well, somebody thought it was. I was listening to uh, Mark Marin's podcast today, and he's a comic. And, but he's got really like, like all of his guests are typically like musicians or from the music industry or like filmmakers or actors or, you know, but they're really interesting people. And, and uh, yeah, we had Rick Rubin on today. And Rick Rubin is like this, he's like this Jewish guy from uh, Long Island, New York. And he, he, um, 
he basically he basically like started a, a record label out of his college dorm room with with uh, uh, was in Russell uh, Russell Simmons, and they created Def Jam Records. And Did then, not know that. And yeah, and he was a, he's like one of the he's one of the most notorious producers like ever. So he basically like he kind of he kind of discovered the Beastie Boys. So and uh, but. But he's done all these crazy stuff, like these masterful reworkings of, uh, like he did Johnny Cash's last album okay. before he died, and where Johnny Cash was like covering like songs from Nine Inch Nails and stuff like that. Oh really? I've never heard of those. Yeah, you, you probably have. You just don't know. That it, I've never heard a cover of it. Yeah, I'll play it for you sometime. Okay. But. Uh, but he, he just, he's this guy that does these, um, you know, he's done albums for like uh, Slayer, uh, Slayer, uh, Metallica, Beastie Boys, Red Hot Chili Peppers. He did a, a comedy album with Andrew Dice Clay at Madison Square Garden called uh, When the Laughter Died, the day the, La the day the Laughter Died. And it's, and I haven't listened to the album, but it's supposed to be epic. It's like an epic album, like one of the best live albums ever. But I think it's about him bombing. I think it's about Andrew Dice Clay bombing because he was so fascinated by the process of bombing. And what happens is Andrew Dice Clay is like one of these guys that like he'll deliberately bomb in a club to get a different reaction from the crowd, right? And then when he knows he's bombing, like he'll lean into it. Like he'll really like, he'll like, you know, if, he's, if it's like some sexist joke or something that he knows it just isn't going down with the audience, We'll just keep, we'll just give you another one, and another one, and another one, like he's testing you, you know? So he made this whole comedy album in Madison Square Garden under this concept, you know, about bombing. And it's one of like the most popular comedy albums. It's so, like, all the greats know, you know, have heard it, listened to it, you know? Or, yeah. But, so he's one of those guys that's these, he's like, he's just this old Jewish guy who just he meditates all day, and, uh... We have a tamale and There you go. for you. You want no rice, right? Correct. Let me bring you guys some silverware. And a spoon, too, please. Got it. Thank you. So, yeah, he's just an interesting dude. A lot of odd pairings, though. Him and Johnny Cash. And then he does a Metallica album. Huh? And then he does a Metallica album. I know, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay, thank you. There you guys go. Thank you. Uh, I mean, he's done like, he's, he's done dozens of albums for people, but it's always like a weird twist, you know? It's always like, it's like when the Chili Peppers, like, they were already popular, he just did the one album that was like the, their big album. You know? Right. Then I read about I read about Elon Musk in Cuba back in 2000, like, no, 2009. Him and Sean Penn went to Cuba to go negotiate for the release of a government contractor. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, what was his name? Alan something. He was a government contractor that was arrested and sent to a Cuban prison because he had like this. Uh, they they thought he had like spying device. Like they kind of thought he was a spy. 
but he was there with like just a lot of technical equipment for like I don't know. Right. So, so Sean Penn and Elon Musk went there to negotiate for the release, and they didn't, and they didn't get the release. Really? Yeah, it wasn't until a few. It wasn't until a few years later that. Um, I don't remember who 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 was finally successful, but they ended, they end up they ended up getting it. Alan's what was his name? Alan Alan Carr or something like that. Anyway, they got his release, but they, but but we had to send them. Uh, we had three hostages of our own in in Florida, so we exchanged three Cuban uh, political prisoners for. One government contractor. Is that weird, though? At least he got released. Yeah. What would you do, like, if you're like a government contractor and Sean Penn and Elon Musk show up to try and get you out of prison? You're like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, can I get an autograph? And then, then dig this. So then Sean Penn, he's down in Mexico City with Marlon Brando, and he goes into, he, they're trying to get the, they're trying to get the movie rights to a book by this guy, a Mexican writer named Gabriel Garcia Marquez, he's, the, he's a Nobel Prize winning author, and, and uh, I mean here again, he's like, is this this Mexican writer dude, you know, I mean, he is who he is, he's like a Nobel, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a pretty big deal. It'd be like hanging out with Hemingway, you know? But then all of a sudden, like, Sean Penn and Marlon Brown are just show up at your door. Like, hey, can we get the movie rights to this? Hey. Did they? Did you know you're Sean Penn and Marlon Brando? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't think so, because I don't know of any movie that the two of them made together. But again, odd parents. Yeah. But you would watch that movie, wouldn't you? I mean, it'd be interesting. Marlon Brando and Sean Penn. Yeah. You know? Okay, I got another one. Do you know who was best? I told you this before, but do you know who was best man at John Lennon's wedding? Uh, you told me before. Give me a multiple choice. No, I'll give you a hint. What? The guy that played Frankenstein in Young Frankenstein. Oh. Um, Not Gene Wilder. No, I know. You said Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, Peter Boyle. Yeah, that's it. Peter fucking Boyle. Why is Peter Boyle the best man at John Lennon's wedding? It's so weird. I think they were both activists, though. Because John Lennon did a lot of... Like, after the Beatles broke up and he was hanging out in New York, he was always, like, at rallies. And, and I think Peter Boyle was the same type... I didn't realize I wasn't that hungry. No? I'm going to take all my food home, though. My beans and everything. Oh, when they come back, I need to get a quesadilla for me. All right. Okay, I got one more for you. So John Landis, the, uh, the director John Landis was... John Landis is the guy that directed uh, American Werewolf in London, okay. Blues Brothers, Animal House, Coming to America, 
Beverly Hills Cop and Thriller. <laughs> and when he was on the set of Thriller and he went to go find, he was looking for, for Mike. So he went to Mike's trailer, Michael Jackson. Yeah. He went in and knocked on his door. And when, he opened, when Michael Jackson opened the door, you know who was in his trailer with him? Oh, is that Brooke Schultz? Better. Who? Jacqueline Kennedy on Nassus. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's an odd pairing. How crazy is that, huh? What do you do? You just open up this trip. You knew you knew Mike's in there. And you open up the oh there's Jackie. There's Jackie Kennedy. The one in the Zapruder film. <laughs> the one in what? The Zapruder film. What's that? The Zapruder film? That's the film. That's the one where they sh where he's going through Dallas and they get shot. Oh. That's the film. Oh, that's what they call it? It's called the Zapruder. Well, it was, it was filmed by a guy named Zapruder. Oh. Yeah. He was just out there one day just like filming the, the, the whole parade procession. They caught it all. You know who exposed the Zapruder tape though? The Zapruder film? Dick Gregory. Who's that? He was a, st a stand-up comic. He brought on the Merv Griffin show. Or Dick Cavish, one of those talk shows, Mike Douglas, or, you know, back in the day. Remember yeah, those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Merv, remember Merv Griffin? Uh, I do. So Dick Gregory, he's a black comic, right? But he's also an activist. He's, real, he's one of those guys, you know? And uh, he's the one that introduced the public to the Zapruder film. Dick Gregory, a black comic. How weird is that? It's super weird. Yeah. I'll do another class and then, um, oh, two more. No, 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 just one. Just one? Okay. I'm a okay. And then, um, can I get a, uh, what did he want? A quesadilla to go? Yeah, sure. Just a cheese quesadilla? Yes. Rice and beans? How big is a tortilla? He wanted me to ask. Um, it's like big ones. Like, have you been a tortilla? Like the big Yeah. Okay, well, just one, because he's like, if they're small, get me two. So, one's fine. With rice and beans, right? Or just all the carbs? Just all the carbs. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I don't want to split my glass with you. Well, you're gonna. No, I already did that last time. This green sauce is so good. Interesting stuff though, huh? Yeah. What did she have in common with Michael Jackson? Uh, probably paparazzi. I don't know. I don't know, Michael Jackson. I mean, if I could have hang out with him, I could have, I would have, and we don't, we wouldn't care if either. Isn't that interesting though about society though? Because you know, basically he's a pedophile. Mike Jackson, basically, he's basically a pedophile, right? I do believe that. But does the body of work supersede what he is? Because of what he does? Because of what he did? Sure. Yeah. There's people that there's people that want to believe, like, or want to absolve him of of that. They don't want to think of him that way. And it's right. the same people that probably believe Cosby didn't do all that shit, right? Right. The same people that probably believe OJ didn't do it, right? So whatever. But, but, 
who's I mean, who's more talented than Michael Jackson, right? Oh yeah. Thank you. Can I take this one away? Oh, sure. Perfect. Thank you. So, uh, so nobody's like banning his albums. Nobody's banning. You know, right? Because he had his own following that would stuck it through with him through the. Those people know that you gotta believe. No, he's he is a pedophile, but they still will listen to his music. Is that interesting? I mean, I'm burnt out on him, but I mean, like, I would listen to his music even though I thought he probably was guilty. I mean, the I think that the kid when he had said that Michael Jackson gave him wine and called it and called it Jesus juice. Like I was like, yeah, dude's probably guilty. Cause a little kid isn't gonna make up a word like that. You know what I mean? You know he was. Uh, there's speculation he was uh, chemically castrated by his dad. Really? Yeah. To keep that falsetto. I mean, look at. Look at Joe Jackson. You think that guy looks like he's got, he's, you know, of sound body and mind? Well, I mean, he wasn't. He messed up all the kids. Right. Yeah, did he die yet? I don't know. He was a bad guy. All right, I got one more. Last Baby, one. We're trying to have dinner. I know. I'm gonna try your tamale. It's so freaking good. This one, I don't know if you'll find as in, as interesting as I did though. What? But <clears throat> as far Get as it with the green juice. odd it's couples, so good. odd couples. I remember. Uh, well, I read. I read uh, Richard Branson's biography, autobiography. Uh-huh. And. Uh, the first one. He's got like seven of them. By him? <laughs> yeah. Well, really? no, no, I, no. Well, by different people. Yeah, him and him and other people. Yeah. Right. But I just remember seeing where he used to hang out with a lot of his uh, early on when he started out. He just had record stores, and then he became a label. Okay. So he picked up artists, and so he'd like he'd sign the Rolling Stones or he'd sign Janet Jackson or. Whatever. But the, uh, he was like one of the only labels that would sign the Sex Pistols because they were so controversial. Really? Yeah. So, <clears throat> and that was a rough band. Like these guys were rough guys, right? Right. So, like the lead singer was this guy Johnny Rotten. His real name was John Lydon, but he went by Johnny Rotten. And then there was Sid Vicious, who got killed his girlfriend Nancy. They made a movie about it, Sid and Nancy. But. Oh, really? But when Branson would like go to like the British Virgin Islands for like the getaway, uh-huh. he'd, be, he'd take John, Johnny Rotten. Really? Yeah. He'd go to like Jamaica. He'd be hanging out with like Bob Marley and stuff, you know? Can you imagine? How odd would that be? Richard Branson, Bob Marley, and Johnny Rotten. Just because he's really smart doesn't mean that he doesn't like interesting people, you know? That's the thing though, see? that dynamic. Yeah. 
that guy in that bottom picture, that big bottom picture that he's looking at whiskey, that looks like how my grandpa looked when he was younger. That looks like Pancho Villa. My, that looks like my grandpa Fred. He looks like Oscar Zeta Acosta. That's who Manuel, I'm not Manuel, Johnny and Johnny really looks like my grandpa too. He's got the little tiny mustache, you know what I mean? Just like my grandpa. I wonder if it's hereditary, it's gotta be. Looks? Huh? Looks? Well, no, I know looks are hereditary. But the mustache growing out small. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Could be. <clears throat> I'm singing. To what? To the Oompa Band. I'm so full, I almost feel sick. Are you going to take your food? Yeah, we're going to get a box, huh? Yeah. Oh, wee, wee, wee. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like this is a place like you got to know about. Huh? I feel like this is a place you got to know about. Like, you just don't go, like, you're not, like, just accidentally finding this place. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see from the street. Because nobody goes down the street. What? <laughs> it's old, it's old Roseville. I've, I've seen, like, three people look at cars on this whole street since yeah. I've been here. <clears throat> hey, should we, should we drive, should we drive down to uh, Cabo? You want to drive down at Baja Ponsa? Isn't that dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I'd fly there. That's no fun. Because you don't want to do it. Yeah. It used to be fun to you when you used to do it. Yeah, when I was seven. And I didn't realize the environmental impact that commercial airliners have on our atmosphere. That has nothing to do with your fear. Well, it works out. <laughs> it works out to you not riding or flying? That's right. I've kept a lot of carbon dioxide <laughs> from spewing into the atmosphere. One more person isn't going to keep a plane from flying. By my own negligence, of buying, purchasing a Delta Airlines ticket... In my own negligible way. I mean, one person's not going to stop the plane. <laughs> if Over they time. Work, if, Over time, it all adds up. It's like, a, it's like picking up a DeVita. I guess. <clears throat> okay.
All right, boys and girls, moms and dads, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it very much. Fuck off. Anyway, that was a night at the Mexican restaurant Carmelitas in Old Town Roseville. It sounded like um, it sounded like a good Peckinpah movie, you know, a good Sam Peckinpah film, you know, if if uh, you had just gouged both your eyes out and just all you could do was rely on the auditory uh, ups and downs of the, you know, a night in a Mexican restaurant. Anyway, uh, I'll talk at you guys later. Arrivederci, babies.